This is World Radio Gardening. Right now on World Radio Gardening, we head to Tim's allotment for a whistle-stop tour down in Shoebury Ness. It's been a very windy weekend. I call it windy. I mean, the BBC Weather Centre and other meteorologists call it a breeze. But when the wind gets more than about 20 miles an hour, I call that a wind. And it's quite damaging down here at the allotment to plants. Um, So luckily... Uh, I found out that the wind was coming and managed to tether all my tomatoes to canes and sticks. And also I put sticks um, beside each of my dwarf French beans to ensure that they had some protection from the strong breeze. Uh, This morning I'm back, it's Monday, the wind has died down a little bit, and they're crying out, all the plants are crying out for rain there hasn't been any rain to speak of now for two weeks um after we had one downpour and before that we had the driest may on record so it's watering every day i've watered this morning and now i'm picking french beans it's interesting that these dwarf french beans they're purple uh, and they're absolutely gorgeous um and they're so plentiful i mean the flat the plants are still flowering and yet Each plant has already delivered about 20 beans, if not more. So I'm picking them as quickly as I can, because after this I've got leeks to put in. Um, And then I'm going to try and think of a way of preserving the beans, if at all possible, by freezing them. So I'll have to check out later whether you can freeze French beans. I should think you can, but I'm just wondering whether you need to blanch them first, like broad beans or whether you just like peas, put them straight in the freezer. Um, Some of these French bean plants are covered in uh, what look like little black fly. Um, The stems, the beans themselves. And there's one plant particularly where the flowers have all disappeared and I think it's been devoured by uh, black fly. So I'm tempted to take the whole plant up uh, and destroy it in case it spreads to other plants. Um, having said that, oh, here's one, yes, yeah, absolutely covered in blackfly or aphids, and the beans themselves are covered. So I think that one will have to come up, there we are, and we'll put that in the incinerator. Although I'm thinking, as it's not a virus, it should be alright in the compost heap for the various predators to feast on Um, but yeah these uh, beans are in very good shape um, and they're producing plenty of beans and I don't cook them for long because I quite like to keep that purple colour rather than lose it because if you cook them for too long they go green like other beans Um, and I think I mean, I've been picking these for the last week or so. I think I've got another two weeks of these to pick before the flowers all go. And, of course, by that time, I'll be moving on to runner beans.
I thought I'd lost some red cabbages I put in quite early into the allotment. They were looking ragged and sorry for themselves and pests were getting at them. But I thought, I'm not going to take them. I'll just leave them there, water them, feed them with chicken pellets and with fish and bone meal. And they've almost come back from the dead. They're now beginning to look a lot taller, a lot wider, and the leaves are spreading out. And the important thing is that they're beginning to form centres. So after all, I think I will be able to say I've grown some red cabbages. When I'll harvest them, I don't know. I mean, the centres are just beginning to form now. I think they're some weeks off. But the sweet corn, they're almost ready to pick. Now, I'm told that the sweet corn, once formed, you've got to wait for the hairy bits at the end to turn brown. And that's a sign that the sweet corn inside is ready to eat. Um, but I like to leave them that just that little bit longer. Now, my sweet corn aren't that tall, but they do produce sweet corn, um, and I reckon I've got about two cobs per plant, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, sixteen plants. So we should be doing okay for sweet corn every now and again. One thing I've never been too sure about is sometimes the sweet corn start growing a second plant at the bottom now do you strike that out or do you leave it i leave them to grow and occasionally from that extra plant you get 
another sweet corn so I'm going to leave them like that what I do like is at the tops of the sweet corn you've got this head with about three or four prongs all carrying what look like little flowers or seeds and in the breeze there's little tinkling going on of those little seeds it's quite magical I'll never forget the moment we kissed the night of the hayride The way that we hugged to try to keep warm while taking the sleigh ride Magic moments, we've been Magic moments, when two hearts are caring Time can't erase the memory of these magic moments filled with love. The telephone call that tied up the line for hours and hours. The Saturday dance, I got up the nerve to send you some flowers. Magic moments, memories we've been sharing. Magic moments, when two hearts are caring. Time can't erase the Cheered whenever our team was scoring a touchdown. The time that the floor fell out of my car when I put the clutch down. The penny arcade, the games that we played, the fun and the prizes. The Halloween hop when everyone came in funny disguises. Magic moments filled with love. Allotment man Tim providing us with a whistle-stop tour of his allotment in Shoebriness in Essex. And we'll be back with him in just a moment here on World Radio Gardening. You're listening to World Radio Gardening. The allotment is quite large, so I take the opportunity to grow one or two flowers as well. And I've got some dahlias growing on the allotment, which remind me of the Tudor rose. Um with that sort of red outer petals and the yellow centre and I do like it now some say take the tubers out of the ground in the winter in case frost bites and kills the plant but I've never taken them out down here uh, in Shibriness I leave them in the soil each year I don't give them too much fertiliser during the winter either I just let them rest ready for the season ahead and this year I must say I've got the most magnificent bush and it's almost symmetrical in its 
growth in that it's formed almost a complete circle, which is lovely. Um, and I do like looking at the colours, the red and the yellow against the lush green. And I water it, not every day, but about uh, twice a week. And I just get countless numbers of blooms. It's absolutely gorgeous. I love the yellow flowers of the courgette plants at this time of the year. I used to think it's only in the sunshine that they come out fully open and show all their glory. But today is very cloudy and it's going to be cloudy all day and it's, what, 20 to 8 in the morning. Uh, and we're mid-July, almost mid-July now. And I've got fully open flowers. And I'm harvesting from my courgette plants. And I must have about... 10 to 15 courgette plants I'm harvesting about 2 courgettes per plant per week I've got some gorgeous very light green ones, a very pale green uh, but shiny very shiny uh, courgettes and they're doing very well and when they start growing I get old, quite thick pieces of wood just to place under the courgette so that it protects it from the soil and from slugs and snails to an extent so that it's growing on top of the, slightly lifted on top of the piece of wood.
You're listening to World Radio Gardening. Now let's return back to Essex now and join Tim as he gives us a whistle-stop tour of his allotment. So it's time to start digging up my carrots. Um, I did notice that there were slugs and snails around the greenery where the carrot starts in my containers where I'd grown the carrots. The reason I grew them in containers this year is because in previous years I've put them in the ground and they've come out stunted. They haven't come out long as they ought to and I think it's where they've hit stones even though I try to make the soil as finely tilled as possible. Well this year I used some old fridge and freezer cabinet drawers uh, which are what? Must be about uh, 8 inches deep and I filled each of three with sand and compost mixed together, sharp sand and compost, and then sowed the seed straight into each of the containers. And I've got three containers now uh, full of carrot foliage and carrots beneath them. And I've just dug up uh, the first of the carrots, and it is straight as a die, uh, and it's about eight inches long, and would have grown deeper had the container been deeper because there's a bit of trailing off root coming from the bottom of the carrot where it would like to have gone even further but I'm still happy with what I've got this is about the best straight carrot uh, I've grown these are the James Scarlet ones uh, from King's Seeds which I sowed must be now what March time and uh, we're now in the last week of June and I'm harvesting them now. I would have dug them up earlier, but I still had some carrots from the supermarket to eat up. But now it's the carrots from the containers, from the fridge. So don't chuck your containers out when you renew your fridge. Keep the containers and grow crops in them. Because you always 
This is World Radio Gardening. The lettuces I put in at the beginning of the season are now running to seed. And to be honest, I've been trying to keep up picking them all uh, to eat them and giving them to friends and neighbours. Once they start going to seed, there's not very much you can do about it. I have heard that if you irritate the roots, gently lift the plants ever so slightly so the roots are still in the soil but they've been interrupted it does slow down growth but I've never tried it Um, but I shall eat the remaining ones Uh, and then a bit later than I should have done I started sowing a new crop for later in the season and they've just gone in the ground from having been in seed trays and I've got a mix of salad lettuce and also cost lettuce all from King's Seeds and my spring onions are now mature and I'm picking them daily and again I've sown new ones and the new ones have just come out of the seed tray and are now in the soil I really love to be alone without all the ache and pain and the April shower but it ain't long before I long for you like a ray of hope coming the blue when it all gets dark and then the whole thing falls apart I guess it doesn't really matter about the rain cause we'll get through it anyway we'll get up and start again cause we could be lifted 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 we could be lifted from the shadow
My Brussels sprouts are all in the ground, I grew those from seed, but this time of the year, quite later than normal, you're getting the cabbage white butterfly, which is trying to rest on each of the brassicas and lay its eggs. And you can see the effect it has in that little white spots appear on the leaves. And after a while, they turn into caterpillars and then the plant is devoured. The other problem you've got are pigeons. And they come along and start pecking at the leaves. And I've known even this year, when I've protected them under netting, pigeons getting in at the edge of the netting and devouring most of the plant so that you're left with virtually a centre stalk and a few stalks where the leaves were. So I put netting on as best I can to cover up most of the crop. I do occasionally leave one or two free at the sides just to keep the pests happy and hopefully that way they'll have that and uh, not try to get in and get the others. So I sacrifice a couple of plants for the benefit of the others. You might wake up some morning To the sound of something moving past your window in the wind And if you're quick enough to rise You'll catch the fleeting glimpse of someone's fading shadow Out on the new horizon You may see the floating motion of a distant pair of wings and if the sleep has left your ears, you might hear footsteps running through an open meadow. Don't be concerned, it will not harm you. It's only me pursuing something I'm not sure of across my dreams. With nets of wonder, I chase a bright elusive butterfly of love. You might have heard my footsteps Echo softly in the distance Through the canyons of your mind I might have even called your name As I ran searching after something to believe in You might have seen me running Through the long abandoned ruins Of the dreams you left behind if you remember something there that glided past you Followed close by heavy breathing Don't be concerned, it will not harm you It's only me pursuing something I'm not sure of Across my dreams With nets of wonder I chase a bright elusive butterfly of love Nets of wonder, I chase the bright elusive butterfly of love. I'm amazed how quickly courgettes grow. I mean, it, I was last down here on the allotment three days ago because of the wind. I didn't want to come down because I thought, you know, there's not much to do when it's 23 miles an hour, breezes blowing in. So I left. 
left it for three days and I've come down and the courgettes which were tiny when I last saw them are now almost the size of marrows and there is a question is the courgette a marrow or are they different species now in his vegetarian book Hugh Fernley Whittingstall says that courgettes are nothing but small marrows I don't know whether he's correct I would suggest that they're actually different creatures different species certainly from the taste they taste different to me but I'm picking some of these courgettes now and I can understand why they may be regarded as marrows um, because the size of them uh, has got quite large and they look almost marrow-like both in the size and the colouring ah, there's a little one which looks like it's withered it's got not bottom-end rot but the whole thing seems to have rotted I wonder why that is I'll have to look that up oh, and here's another one which has been bitten it looks and chewed by I reckon either a badger or a rat we'll leave that one to the rest of the wildlife our allotment man Tim giving us a tour of his allotment down in Essex here on World Radio Gardening. I don't want to talk About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now it's history I played all my cards And that's what you've done too Nothing more to say no more race to play The winner takes it all The loser standing small Beside the victory That's the destiny I was in your arms Thinking I belong there I figured it made sense
wanna talk If it makes you feel sad And I understand You've come to shake my hand I apologize If it makes you feel bad Seeing me so tense No self-confidence But you see The winner takes it on This is World Radio Gardening.